0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean piles and I host Nerd Wallets, Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing and more. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. You can get smart with your investing with help from knowledgeable professionals, customizable tools, and education designed just for you at TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. The Long Path Out of the Vulnerability Disclosure Dark Ages Letting a Company Know About Flaws in Their Products Has Gotten Easier Since 2003, But Not By Much By Lily Hay Newman In 2003, security researcher Katie Misoris was working at the enterprise security firm at stake, which would later be acquired by Symantec, when she spotted a bad flaw in an encrypted flash drive from Lexar. After working with her friends, Louis Mraz, to reverse-engineer the app and examine its structure, the two discovered that it was trivial to uncover the password that decrypted the drive's data. But when they tried to let Lexar know... Things went wrong, says Chris Weissopal, who was also working at At Stake at the time. The At Stake team had the same two options that anyone does when they discover a vulnerability— either publish the findings openly or go to the developer directly, giving them time to fix the flaw before going public. In theory, it seemed like the latter would be a win-win, since it reduces the risk that hackers could exploit the bug maliciously. But the reality, in this case and so many others, can quickly get much more complicated and contentious. Mesaurus and her coworkers attempted to contact Lexar through any channel they could find to no avail. The encryption itself was sound, but an attacker could easily leverage an implementation issue to leak the plain text password. After two months without success, AtStake decided to go public so people would know that data on their purportedly secure drives could in reality become exposed. The point was to warn people that the protection was absolutely broken, Missoris says. We recommended treating it like something that has no encryption on it because that's what was going on from our perspective. That at least got Lexar's attention. The company contacted At Stake, saying the disclosure hadn't been responsible. Weissopal says that when he asked Lexar employees why they hadn't responded to AtStake's emails and calls, they said they had thought the communications were spam. Eventually, Lexar fixed the issue in its next-generation secure flash drive, but the company had no ability to fix it in the model at-stake researchers had examined. Missoris, now CEO of the Disclosure and bug bounty consulting firm Luda Security, and Weissopal, chief technology officer of the application security firm Veracode and former member of the Loft Hacking Collective, shared the tale of fraught disclosure as part of a talk Friday at the RSA Cybersecurity Conference. Too little has changed, they say, since 2003. Then, as now, Misoris says researchers may face potential intimidation or legal threats, especially if they don't work at a firm that can provide institutional protection. From my career perspective, over the last 20 years or so, it's definitely not been a no-brainer kind of journey for most vendors accepting disclosure, Misoris says. I call it the five stages of vulnerability response grief that they go through. We're still hearing the same sad disclosure stories from a lot of researchers. It's not a solved problem. Through years of concerted effort, disclosure is now more codified and legitimized than ever. It's even increasingly common for tech companies to offer so-called bug bounty programs that encourage researchers to submit vulnerability findings in exchange for cash prizes. But even these conduits, which Misoris has worked hard to champion and normalize, can be abused. Some companies wrongly hold up their bug bounty programs as a magic solution to all security woes. And bug bounties can be restrictive in in a counterproductive way, limiting the scope of what researchers can actually examine or even requiring researchers to sign non-disclosure agreements if they want to be eligible for rewards. A survey completed by Vericode and 451 Research last fall about coordinated disclosure reflects this mixed progress. Of 1,000 respondents in the United States, Germany, France, Italy, and the United Kingdom, 26% said they were disappointed with the efficacy of bug bounties, and 7% said the tools are mainly just a marketing push. Similarly, the survey found that 47% of organizations represented have bug bounty programs, but only 19% of vulnerability reports actually come out of those programs in practice. It's almost like every single software company has to go through this journey of making mistakes and having a problem and having a researcher teach them, Weissopal says. In the security industry, we're constantly learning the same lessons over and over again